expected to break up sort of at the beginning. We're like, well, long distance isn't going to work. And every time we see each other, we'll be like, well, we're not going to break up this time. (laughs) And then a couple of years went by, like, all right, I guess this is like really happening. Hello, and welcome to the How to Relationship podcast, the podcast where we talk to couples in long-lasting relationships to find out how they're making it work so we can hopefully make our relationships last as well. I'm your host, Anais Lucia, and today's couple is Natasha and Jeff, and they actually started off their relationship long distance. So if that's something that you can relate to, then you will definitely learn something from this episode just like I did. So let's get right into it. Hello, Natasha and Jeff. Thank you so much for being on the How to Relationship podcast. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're great. It's a nice day out. No rain. It's what you want on a Saturday. Okay, yeah. cool. It's very different than how it is. I'm in Florida, so oh. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's raining on and off. It's a little crazy. Yeah. Um, so before we get started, I always, uh, you know, like to have the couples just for the audience, um, you know, let everyone know how long you guys have been together and how long you guys have been married. Sure. Um, we've been together for 11 years and we just celebrated our five-year wedding anniversary in August. Oh, awesome. Congratulations. You know, not quite the celebration we were hoping with COVID, no travel or even eating out or anything, but next year we'll celebrate. <laughs> Did you at least do something for... I think we went out to dinner. I think we went to 618 with the baby. <laughs> all right. So we always start with, you know, how, how this all started, how you guys met. Um, so the first three years of our relationship, we were long distance. Um, we met at an internship in Washington, DC. Uh, we're both science nerds. Um, he's a chemical engineer and, uh, I'm more of a writer now, but at the time I was, um, a chemist and, um, I was living in Maryland and he was living in Massachusetts. And at age 20 and 21, uh, we met each other at an internship and uh, worked closely in um, the lab area together and saw each other every single day. And at the end of the internship, we decided to start dating. And uh, he told me he loved me, only knew me for a couple months. I was like, all right, guy, I guess I love you too. (laughs) um, So we did long distance for three years and then finally both ended up in New Jersey together um, where we've been living for the last eight years. Jeff, when you told her that you loved her was that after you started dating or like before when you guys were considering dating like you already knew you loved her i mean it was kind of a i guess complicated (laughs) it was like the first day we started dating pretty much i mean that's not true okay (laughs) well i guess it's not i don't know i guess we were we were at like a stay away um summer internship for 11 weeks. So we were like living in a hotel that the internship put mm. us at for 11 weeks. So we saw each other like all day, every day. And then it was probably so it was like more last like, week. I would argue that we were dating without dating. And then <laughs> when we realized that it had to end, like that's when it kind of, we were like, all right, we should probably make this serious. Yeah. So oh. we kind of expected to break up sort of at the beginning. We we're like, well, long distance isn't going to work. And every time we see each other, we'll be like, well, we're not going to break up this time. <laughs> and then a couple of years went by, like, all right, I guess this is like really happening. Oh, wow. So it, it's kind of like uh, an adult summer camp romance that actually lasted. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it, it didn't just end at the end of summer yeah. camp or whatever. <laughs> awesome. So what was it about each other that attracted you to that person? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I love the way that he treated me. My previous boyfriend was very controlling and wanted things to be like his way. And from the get-go and throughout our relationship, Jeff has been someone that he supports everything I do 100%. Like a few months ago, I was like, I want to get into acting. And he was like, yes, do it. Like I'll be on a podcast with you. (laughs) And just always um, make sure not to influence me, but just provide support in the background um, and just this loving, caring nature that exuded from him from like pretty much day one and just made me feel special all the time. Yeah, try to top that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You can just say I was cute. (laughs) I mean, from, yeah, I mean, from day one, I was definitely like attracted to her and kind of went to go talk to her. And uh, I don't know, she tackles everything at a hundred miles per hour and it's, it's just really kind of um, like enlightening and, and keeps me active and keeps me going. So <laughs> I guess okay. kind of let go and she knows, she knows what she wants, I guess. And she, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's a lot, a lot to it, I guess. So her, maybe her drive and her ambition. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks. Babe. Awesome. <laughs> and what about, since obviously, you know, you were phys- uh, physically attracted, what, what part like her smile her eyes what was like what kind of caught your eye or everything the whole package (laughs) I still remember we were like waiting for buses to go over to the internship so we all stayed at like a hotel and we would take this like tram back and forth and I don't know I just remember seeing her kind of like the first day and like her smile and yeah I don't know oh every day So now going a little more ahead, when did you know that this was a person you wanted to spend the rest of your life with? Like for for each of you, because I don't know if it probably didn't happen at the exact same time. So like when did that kind of pop pop into your head? Like this is my person. I would say probably like around the first year that I was living in New Jersey. So at that point, we'd been together for like a year, year and a half and had been doing the driving back and forth. We saw each other pretty much every other weekend for the three years that we were long distance, which was like six, seven hours in the car each way or a flight for each of us. I think after doing that for about a year, year and a half and graduating college and figuring out what I wanted to do with my life, I think that was a a big factor of saying, okay, well, I don't want to move farther away from him because I think this is my future. So, Okay. Jeff? Yeah. (laughs) For me, I definitely, so early on in our relationship, I got myself in some trouble. Um, Just not a good situation. She stuck through like by my side the entire time. So I think at the end of that, it was, it was pretty clear. So. Oh, that's true love right there. (laughs) Being with each other through thick and thin. Yeah, oh, we had. Awesome. I feel like we had a lot of our difficult times at the beginning. So once we were living in the same zip code, things got a little easier. Like, oh, I can see you now. <laughs> okay. Have you been in long distance before? And do you think the long distance helped the relationship in a way or no? <laughs> so I was actually, I had been in a long distance relationship right before ours um, for part of it. I was dating someone that I went to college with and I took a semester abroad. And during that semester, um, he was supposed to visit me and then decided not to. Um, I was sexually assaulted while I was abroad and I told him about it and he laughed when I told him the story. Um, he was like a very like old person and the way he treated me when I was abroad was like, well, you're not here. So like our relationship's kind of on hold. And then going from that to like our relationship where like it almost didn't feel like we were long distance because we saw each other so much. We talked every day. I had so much support. So like 
I think having those challenges at the beginning, like made our relationship so much stronger because we got through all this, you know, difficult stuff of not physically being there, but we were able to like mentally connect and, you know, make sure we communicated and build that level of trust that you need to have that like definitely didn't have with like my previous long distance relationship. And um, yeah, I think we're definitely stronger, stronger for that difficult entry into our relationship history. And do you think like it helps to kind of appreciate each other more because you're like when you would see each other, you would kind of make the most out of the yeah, time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause you end up having like, I don't know, most days it would be drive like Friday and then have to leave sometime on Sunday. So you really just had like Saturday together. So it's, you didn't make the most of it. Yeah. Just like every minute was really important. I remember, um, I have family in Connecticut and I was visiting family and I randomly decided to like make the two hour drive to go from Connecticut to see him in Massachusetts. And I've like never been that excited. I was like, I'm going to get to see him. I'm going to get to see him. It just made every moment special. And then I think we never really took it for granted. Once we were both in New Jersey, like Um, we were living separately, but about 20 minutes apart and we would see each other every night. Like it was so, so special to finally be together. And fortunately we didn't get sick of each other. So then we knew it was true love. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's the key. That's definitely a problem I have. (laughs) I'll be like, I I end up getting sick of the guys. I'm like, please go away from me. Uh, (laughs) So (laughs) like what advice I know, I mean, I've, I've done long distance, but for some people that maybe like. Maybe they like someone, but the distance, like, they're like, oh, I don't know if I should even start because of the long distance. Like, what advice would you give them to hopefully make it last? I think if the relationship is real and the feelings are real and you have a connection with someone, the rest will come later. So, like, it might be really difficult and you both might have to make sacrifices. But if you want to make those sacrifices, then maybe it is the right relationship for you. Um, especially, you know, if you're in a position where at some point you can leave your job or move and there is hope for the future of eventually being together. Um, I think mm-hmm. it's worth it. Okay. Yeah. And you're like open-minded about it. I mean, if you're not willing to, you know, we live in New Jersey, if you're not willing to leave like New York city area, then it's probably not going to work. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You have to be, you have to be <laughs> honest with yourself about it too. Like, though. can I make the drive like, or the flight or whatever? I have a bunch of friends in Massachusetts. They almost never left New England, rarely ever left Massachusetts. So, you know, for them, if they were going to be like, oh, we're going to try to make a relationship with someone in New Jersey or whatever, like it just, I, it wouldn't work because they weren't mm. themselves. So I think that's kind of a important aspect of it too i think you have to um also make sure you're um a trusting person and don't get all uh, have a lot of jealousy i struggle with jealousy a little mm-hmm. bit at the beginning of our relationship and it's something that i personally had to work on to get over to be like okay like i know he loves me and mm-hmm. he can talk to women <laughs> like that's okay and like i need to be okay with that mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's that goes into the next thing I was gonna ask you is for people who do have those kind of trust issues in long distance relationships, what would you like what would you tell them to maybe try to help them with that? Do you think like constant communication helps? Yeah, absolutely. Or like knowing that, you know, every night before bed we always said goodnight, I love you, phone call, whatever, like having that check in. 
Um, I think like knowing where they are without like knowing every place they are, like, you know, if he's going to a bachelor party, I like to know generally who's there, how many people, like, are you going out on this night? So I know it's going to be late when you call me, but just keeping them like clued in on like when it's going to be a late night or when you might go out with friends of the opposite gender and like, these are those friends and they're my friends from way back or whatever, just letting the other partner into your life and knowing what experiences you're going through when they're not there will help them, I think, feel comforted that um, everything's, you know, on the up and up. Okay. FaceTime, yeah. stuff like that, just to get more kind of face-to-face. I mean, if, if you really don't trust them and you're like, oh, where are you? Like, those are, I guess, kind of more innocent ways to check in. Yeah. It's a fine line mm-hmm. between, like, wanting to know where they are and wanting to know every place they are. So, and I think both people have to want to be open about it. Like, I think it would be mm-hmm. uncomfortable. I was constantly saying, where are you going? What are you doing? But if he volunteers it and says like, Hey, this weekend, Saturday, I'm going to the bar with these people. And like, just volunteers that information. I think it helps a person feel like they're mm-hmm. there with you and like having these experiences more with you rather than being isolated. Yeah. So maybe just kind of, yeah. Volunteer hear that information instead of having you know to always wait for your partner to be like so where are you what are you doing (laughs) because then it kind of shows i don't know it would kind of seem like you're hiding something when you're not really open about it so thank you for that's that that is is some good advice (laughs) so i need to know because i always have to ask um what about what was the proposal like (laughs) when did that happen everything Well, should we? How far back should we start? Should we start with my ultimatum? <laughs> well, so oh, she much told me that I had to propose to her by a certain time. I we gave had, him an exact had, date. We had talked about it, so naturally, I waited till like that day. So we were going to move in together, and I was kind of against living together before marriage. Um, grew up in a bit of a traditional family. With that said, I was paying like fifteen hundred dollars a month for rent, and I was sleeping <laughs> in my apartment like three days a month. So you tell me what makes sense. <laughs> so I said you can move in this summer, but by September 30th, I think it's September 30th, August 30th, August. August 31st, I want a ring. And he um, worked in Germany that summer. And yeah, we I proposed to her at the Heidelberg Castle um, so, overlooking the castle. Like a, yeah, it was a little remote town in Germany. So I made her climb up this big, like, kind of mountain first. And I was going to propose to her up there, but she kept complaining it was cold. It was so cold. (laughs) So then we went down. And, like, that spot overlooked everything. So it was really beautiful. I ruined it. The castle itself is kind of decrepit a little bit. I mean, it was nice, but, like, it's beat up. Um, So at that point, I knew he was going to propose. So I kept, like, standing near a window and just being like, anything you want to tell me? Every time I tried, there was, like, eight little kids that would run in. And because it was a tourist area, so I was just uh-huh. like, <laughs> so it took a while, but finally, finally got it done. Did it happen before the deadline? Oh, like eleven fifty nine p.m. Not yeah, right there. So like, he went to Germany with the ring, and I think he said you were like paranoid, like always checking yeah. on it. Like that, I'd like keep it in my pocket most days because like I didn't really trust my. I was staying at a place in a place where there's four people. We each had like our individual rooms, but it was shared common space. I didn't know any of these people. It's like, mm. well, in, like a room that, yeah, I could have locked it, but I don't know these things. So that was, yeah. that was kind of, yeah. 
that wasn't too fun. <laughs> oh, awesome. And how long had you had you guys been dating at this point? Uh, about four years. Right? Yeah. yeah, four years. So okay. we were dating four years and then we were engaged for two years and then married for five. <laughs> oh, wow. Awesome. That's so cool. Castle. Oh, my gosh. I went to I, I brought Castle. Oh, <laughs> 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 that, that's that is a dream proposal i would say for sure <laughs> so how soon after you because i don't think the audience knows this that you do have a child so how soon after you got married did you Let's see. have your first we started trying um when we've been married almost yeah. a year and a half yeah. like a year year and a half and we got pregnant immediately <laughs> So I, I have a bit of obsessive compulsive disorder. So I was like tracking all the body stuff that you track and was like, all right, let's do it. And yeah, we um, got pregnant right away. And um, my son is, he just turned three. Um, our son just turned three weeks ago and he's amazing. So awesome. I'm going to try for another one soon. Oh, who do you think he's more like personality wise? Yeah. <laughs> Except with his big loud mouth. And his, and his temper okay. <laughs> He got that yeah. from you. <laughs> oh, has he Thank given you, you guys any yeah. ultimatums? <laughs> yeah, um, honestly, for, yeah. For cookies, for oh, he so demanded a new bed. Like, yeah, he's, he's a little brat. Yeah, you you said he's, he's like you. Brat. Physically, he's literally if you took him and shrunk him. Like, oh, like him. So cute. All of the men in his family and the women too really just look identical. Like, the genes are very strong. And how was it meeting each other's uh, parents? Like, when did that happen before you guys got married? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, that happened. I it guess technically early. before we like dated. Um, um, we're dating. Mm. I mean, I think her parents kind of viewed me as I don't know like what is this so it's Boston a summer asshole drank a lot I don't know so um <laughs> I met his parents we went um to Virginia right um on like a little trip right after the internship was over and my parents were also in Virginia randomly I think so I went and stayed with your parents and then went over no they're at Oh, whatever. Um, but I met his parents. Yeah, we'd been dating for like two days. And I just remember I was wearing like kind of short shorts and we were going to go out to dinner. And I was like, I need to change. And you were like, my parents don't care. And I was like, oh, your parents are like more open minded. Like my parents are just like a bit more conservative. And I was like, oh, I can wear this out to dinner. Okay. <laughs> and like, they were just like, very relaxed and laid back. I think my intro to your parents was a little easier than your intro to mine. My dad probably had a shotgun, like, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, My just parents are very protective. Mm -hmm. They're just like, who's this New England guy trying to steal our baby? Like, But um, in 2012, after we'd been together for three years, I had a pretty serious surgery, and I was in the hospital for four days, and he, like, completely took care of me. And after that moment, my parents were like, you should marry him. Like, I remember my dad, we had like a little argument once and my dad was driving me home and he was like, I saw how he took care of you. I saw how he like looks after you and the way he looks at you and like, you should be with him. <laughs> and that was pretty cool. I was like, all right, three years when he got the approval. <laughs> oh, it pays off at the end. Hard work. <laughs> the love. Um, Natasha, are you the only girl or, or the oldest girl? Yeah, I just have one little brother. Um, so yeah, okay. definitely a little protective over me. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
what advice do you guys have for you know because conflict is gonna happen in any relationship but how do you handle that instead of you know just giving up right away just because you have a an argument or something so i think you need to um really like look at the relationship as a whole if you're fighting every single day it's maybe not the right relationship for you but if you're fighting about certain things then maybe you have to take a step back and and question you know your own views on those items like if you're always fighting about finances say hmm, maybe we both need to like learn more about managing our finances and try to get to like the really the root of your arguments. Like, are you arguing because you're not compatible or are you arguing because there's a certain thing that you need to maybe be more open-minded about or more understanding about and just really get to what the root of your problems are. Um, a lot of our early fights, we were drinking because we were 20 and 21, we were in college um, and we would fight a lot when we drank. And like, I remember at one point, I was like, we can't both drink. One of us can drink, but if we both drink, like it's no good. And like that, recognizing that was like really important early on. Um, And and it it did help when we like recognize that, like okay, we're mean when we drink, and we can't both be mean at the same time. Like Mm -hmm. so, just I think getting to the root of like what what your issues are, and you know, not being afraid to seek counseling or even like the help of a friend that's willing to listen and give you both advice. Like it's just talk things out as much as possible okay but you just you if you want i know i just like do all the talking <laughs> i think that was good though like thank you trying to understand what the root causes is always kind of the, the most critical part of it and is it just like a superficial argument because you're looking to fight and like mm-hmm. like when we're both drinking i think that's what it ended up being like I wouldn't see her for like an hour at a party and I would get jealous or something. And then or vice versa. <laughs> yeah. And then like mm-hmm. that would set off something and then there'd be something else that maybe we hadn't talked about yet, that then just kind of like built up and started like yelling at each other. But it was more like, you just have to figure out what, I guess what that like trigger is and like discuss it. Cause otherwise yeah. it's going to keep building. Um, And sometimes if you evaluate those things, you realize the trigger is the person. Like I have friends that are in relationships and at this point they're just in them because they've been in them for so long. And like my one friend, like they fight about everything because they don't have the same views on anything. And it's just, Mm -hmm. you have to really be self-aware and aware of the relationship enough to evaluate whether it's the right relationship for you and for the person that you are and you want to be like if you need to change completely intrinsically who you are to be with them then maybe it's not the healthiest relationship to be in but if you just need to cut back on drinking like that's manageable (laughs) yeah awesome um so what are your favorite qualities about each other um he challenges me so much he has a brilliant brilliant mind and I always thought I couldn't be with someone super smart because I thought I would feel threatened by it. Um, But I love that we can have like really deep intellectual discussions and he teaches me things like he's brought in my mind a lot about different um, political issues and um, we can talk about scientific topics because we're both kind of like in that space. Um, And just, you know, as I said earlier, just his support and care for me and and my son, um, he just takes such good care of our son just there for him and me every single day. Yeah, I mean, definitely something similar, definitely her brain. And I mean, before, I guess before having Braden, it was always just someone to challenge me. And um, I have a very like academic background and kind of career. And 
I think it's always important to have meaningful conversations, not just talk about, you know, we, we always end up having some in, some conversation that like will stimulate our minds like every night. And that's something that's definitely important to me. Um, and then since Braden, like she's definitely like the mama bear. Like, <laughs> anyone says like anything bad about Braden, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of that. Person. <laughs> like, I don't know, awesome. That, that like devotion is, uh, is awesome. And, yeah. <laughs> so sweet. I love it. Okay, so now what is something positive about your partner that you wish other people knew that maybe it's not as obvious, but it's something that you wish more people knew about them? Um, I wish more people knew like what a great um, conversationalist and just like funny, witty guy he is because when he's in a new situation with people he doesn't know as well, he's like really quiet and reserved. And I'm like, that's not who he really is. Like he mm. makes like puns all day and he makes me laugh and smile and contributes so much to the conversation. But um, when he's like in a new setting or with people he doesn't know well, he can be really reserved. And I think, um, you know, for instance, with my family, when they didn't get his personality early on, he was probably just like a little bit awkward around them and didn't like really show himself um so yeah he just has a lot to contribute and um yeah more people see that i guess for for natasha be more of her like soft side so she can, <laughs> be, like, a little, she can definitely be pretty aggressive at times like especially with like so right now at daycare it's people that are hate her <laughs> <laughs> like she's calling them out on different policies that they're not following and like borderline endangering our child like they're not wearing masks like, when they're supposed to okay. and just following basic rules but it's like she's doing it from a protective point of view mm-hmm. and like other people see and once you get to know her you realize that but sometimes it, it comes across as just like man you know she's <laughs> to someone again and yeah so sometimes well, you know for people to know that it's really just you know, more passionate than anything else. Um, mm-hmm. She's been the mama bear, protective yeah. mama bear. <laughs> Sometimes it's without the child too, though. We <laughs> <laughs> won't just narrow it to that. Oh, I will. So basically, we're all multifaceted people, and people have different sides. So get to know each other. Get to know people. How has your partner helped you grow in some way? I think um, Jeff really helps me to tune out other people's influences on my life and what I want to do with my life. Um, An example is I went to Princeton for grad school for one year and I hated it and I did not like being in the lab and it was like a five to six year program and I was like, I can't stand doing this the rest of my life. Every single person I turned to for advice was like, you're at Princeton, you can't leave. Like, what are you going to go leave and do? Stay there. And Jeff was the only person that was like, you need to do what's right for you and you need to follow what you know is right. And I've always been someone that bases a lot of decisions on what society thinks of me and what other people think of me. So to have this influence to say like, just do what you want to do. And in so many decisions in my life, he's been that person to say, no, tune out all that. I'm not going to even give you my opinion because I don't want you to listen to someone else's opinion. I want you to follow your heart. And like, that's, it's been like life changing in so many different ways. I'm like going to (laughs) cry. Oh yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess for me, like Natasha kind of alluded to, like I am pretty quiet around people I don't know and you know, a bit introverted um, in that regard until I get to like know people and she's the complete opposite of that. So it's definitely helped me kind of, 
adjust that way and not, you know, say no to going out right away or or like anything. doing something like this. Did <laughs> <laughs> it take a little convincing to do the podcast? I was like, do you want to be on this podcast? And he was like, uh, and just grumbled. And then like a few hours later, I was like, all right, it's Saturday at two. <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> Fine. I'm glad to have you both here. So I'm glad you, glad you took the plunge to be on the yeah. podcast. I hope you don't regret it. <laughs> okay. So what is, I mean, I know this is probably not just a one word or one sentence answer, but what would you say is one of the keys for a lasting relationship? One key, <laughs> just one. I mean, I think it's finding someone who shares like similar values as you. Yes. A lot of like, so for me, I mentioned like you know how smart Natasha is and how that challenges me, and like that would be a deal stopper in a way. If if like we couldn't have deep conversations, I think that would that would change a lot of you know our early relationship and i don't know what would have ended up happening and i you know i think it's knowing what's like really important to you and what you want and trying to find that in in someone else and it's kind of if you know they're the right person then it's gonna it might be easier and like there's definitely a lot of work you have to do at it but i think it's knowing like what you need out of the relationship and kind of seeing if it's there um um, if I had to sum up in one word, I would say respect, um, just respecting what's important to them, respecting um, their personality and their needs, whether it's, you know, respecting the fact that like sometimes you're going to watch a TV show that you don't love or respecting the fact that they have social anxiety and don't really like to go out and just, you know, having an understanding for them, um, respecting them enough to be accommodating when necessary. Um, I think it's very important. Awesome. Before we end, I have a couple quick questions that I do at the end, but these are th this is the end of my longer questions. Any other, you know, advice, words of wisdom, anything you would like to share? Don't get married just to get married <laughs> because I have a lot of friends when I was in my 20s that like just so badly wanted the idea of marriage. And I, I think that's why the divorce rate's so high. Um, you know, do what's right for you guys. Don't let society tell you what needs to happen. Do what's right for your relationship and what's right for you personally. And if it means, you know, being with a certain person, not being with them, getting married, living together, not living together, every decision you make needs to be the right thing for you and just needs to really get in tune with that and understand what it is. Yeah, I would just say be open-minded. Um never really know when the situation's gonna you know what situation you're gonna meet you know that person or or anything so i think just going into situations open-minded and kind of seeing where they where things go um is always important because i don't know definitely going to that internship i was not expecting to like <laughs> three like, couples was, got married from I that internship i was probably a little close-minded <laughs> Wow. Going into it, and then I think by the end of the summer, when I actually asked her out, I was kind of like, "All right, like, why yeah. am I, why am I like pushing away from this yeah. when like it's right there in front of me?" You're so right about that because I I had like these specific boxes that need to be checked, and like there was one or two you didn't check. For example, living in Massachusetts and being a Red Sox fan, I knew my family would hate that. Um, and like I had to like. 
<laughs> being a liberal. Yeah. <laughs> My family's very conservative. And like, you usually I would only date people that check those boxes and it was never really working for me. And I was like, you know what? We're clicking. Let's just do it. <laughs> mm, okay. So maybe like still have some kind of idea of what you want, but maybe be a little more, a little flexible in case. Yeah. Yeah. Have standards, but like yeah. don't have arbitrary standards and definitely, well, you know. And yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's the, yeah. So it's like, you know what you want, but it's the things that were like super different from us were like, political views as a 20 year old. I don't know how strong those are to really warrant, you know, can't be mm. with has that different of a view. Um, and like just a lot of like different things where maybe it was more like trivial than like a deep seated, you know, okay. this, there's yeah. going to be no flexibility on this like ever. But, like I, I know someone who wouldn't date a guy because he had red hair and she didn't like redheads. And like, if you're going to go through life like that, you're never going to meet someone because yeah. like you can't just choose arbitrary. I mean, I guess you can, but it's going to be a lot harder to find love. <laughs> Cause if I did not like his hair color and had not gone out with him, I'd be very sad and lonely right now. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I guess it just depends. Cause I've seen some, like you know, like lists and and of things that I'm just like does that really matter <laughs> it's more I should be more I think about like values but I think maybe some people don't learn that yeah, yeah. they don't learn that till they're older because I mean I'm in my 30s now and my list when I was a teenager is completely different than my yeah. list now so. now a lot of it's about like family and the future like we're both suburbs people I could not have been with a city person I am not a city girl and like that would have been a big problem or like someone that didn't want to have kids like real big picture mm -hmm. stuff is so important and oh that is one thing I'm curious about did you guys talk about having kids before you got married or you just assume like we both want kids it'll be one boy and one girl no fortunately we were both kind of on the same page with that we're both um you know i have an older sister she is the older sister in her family so it was we had very similar kind of family dynamics i guess growing up people yeah. in it i guess the actual dynamics were probably a bit different but i just rushed us into it a little bit faster than maybe he was ready because he was finishing up his phd at the time <laughs> so i was like it'll take like a year to get pregnant and like two weeks later i was like i got some news for you <laughs> wow writing a writing a doctoral thesis with a uh three-month-old is not the funnest thing in the world so my quick questions before we end, it's just me, just out of curiosity, I ask these. <laughs> um, do you guys know your each other's love language? Do you know? My, I don't even know if he knows what the love languages are. Yeah, yeah. do you even know what they are, first of all? <laughs> quality, quality time, acts of service, words of after, affirmation, gifts, and physical touch. So it'd be words of affirmation. For me? Yeah. Physical touch. What was the first one? Uh, acts of service quality time quality time too probably i would say his is probably acts of service and quality time you can't give me like five <laughs> yeah all of them <laughs> gifts is one of mine i'm bad at giving gifts. Oh. <laughs> so no, the answer is no we don't know each other's love languages <laughs> i've tried something... to talk to you about this before and you're like ah. <laughs> yeah it is that's why I, i'm always curious but it is so hard to get guys to like take the test 
yeah, find yeah. out. <laughs> I've tried to get my guy friends. I'm like, it's going to help you like under for relationship. It's going to help you understand each other. And, and like, sometimes I'll do it with them. I'll be like, here, okay, just <laughs> answer. And I'll write down the answers because you need to know. <laughs> so, um, we, both do, um, we both are pretty quality time heavy, like all of our time. Well, now with COVID literally every minute, but normally all of our free time is spent together. Like we very rarely make plans that don't include the other one. And it's just like when I'm out without him, I'm just like, well, this will be more fun if he was here. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I don't know, that's, that's probably our strongest, I would say, both as a couple. Okay. And do you by any chance know your Myers-Briggs personality types? I don't. I actually took the test like a week ago and I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> like the disc personality Thing. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of personality. No, I literally took there. it like a week ago because I was talking to Heather about it I, and I don't remember what it was. Okay. Okay. I know some people are like more into it and yeah. I'm always curious to see like the different combinations, yeah, um, yeah. but it's fine. You guys are still together. That's all that matters. So that's just me <laughs> asking little questions just because I'm really curious about that stuff. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and I... It was so lovely to meet you guys, and I learned something from every couple. So, um, yeah, I appreciate the time, and uh, stay safe. And anything else you want to say before you go? Uh, no, Unless I think we covered it all. Thank you so much. This was really nice and a nice time for us to say some nice things about each other. So, <laughs> Do you by any chance have any... Um, social media or anything you want to plug or are you good i'm supposed to be getting on instagram but i'm old and out of touch and (laughs) that's not happened okay okay i like to give people a chance (laughs) at the end in case they want to start (laughs) yeah plug something if anyone actually i will plug some can i plug like can i plug a performance Mm -hmm. um i am a member of a troupe called um geek life and um we do uh cosplay cabarets and um they're like little performances um i actually do not sing but i do spoken word monologues um i'm doing a harley quinn piece coming up that i'm so excited um but it's called geek life rules and we're on facebook and youtube um we have a live stream on wednesday night but people can watch it later the pre-recorded um so geek life rules look for my face (laughs) oh awesome that's i love like comics and all that stuff so that is sounds like a really cool idea (laughs) that's amazing and you guys do it on um are you guys performing like from your homes or like on the stage or um non-covid times it's actually at um a performance um area in new york city um but during covid they've been doing it as streams um we have them like every couple months um, so we pre-record and then they put all the pieces together into a live stream. So the hosts are live. Um, so they live stream on YouTube, um, and you can get tickets, but anyone can join in. The tickets are just suggested. Um, so people can catch the live stream or the performance afterwards. Um, and then this is actually the biggest performance they've ever done. We have 17 performers, um, which normally it's about mm-hmm. 10. So I'm really excited. We have, um, an Alice in Wonderland character, someone doing Umbrella Academy, Star Wars, like a whole gamut. So it's a fun time. <laughs> oh, wow. That sounds awesome definitely check that out i'll definitely post the links for all of that in the show notes and video description on youtube all right well i guess it's time to say goodbye thank you guys so much much. this was a lot of fun a little break from our child (laughs) (laughs) you too thank you so that is it for this episode of the how to relationship podcast thanks again to natasha and jeff uh for being on i really appreciate it and i hope 
anyone listening or watching uh, learn something just like I always do, which is one reason I love doing this podcast. If you are in a relationship and you want to share, you know, some wisdom, <laughs> anything, uh, you can send me a DM on Instagram at How to Relationship Podcast. Uh, we are on Facebook as well on the YouTube channel. Uh, follow and subscribe. I would love to have you guys on. If you maybe if you're not in a relationship but you know of a really great couple that you think you know be great to have on, also reach out to me and hopefully we can have them on. Also remember to follow Natasha's group Geek Life Rules. They sound really awesome. Definitely going to check them out. <laughs> if you like cabaret, geek life stuff, just like I do, it sounds amazing. Again, I'm your host, Anais Lucia. Thank you so much for watching and or listening to the How to Relationship podcast. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.